Today we talk inspiration, determination and the love from strangers as we chat to Trickle Time on many Asking People questions. Benny Asking People Questions is proudly presented by Major Minor Music Australia and recorded on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. And we pay our respects to the leaders, both past, present and emerging. There are things that bring us inexplicable hope and joy. For some, that can just be a sleeping dog or the sight of a waiter bringing our order. Or for others, it can be bigger, a moment of contemplation where the world around us seems so completely enormous that we can't help but find ourselves in awe. However, there are some of us that make it their mission to bring us that joy rather than to seek it out for themselves. They are the comfort of a sleeping dog. They are the nourishment of a freshly delivered meal, and they are the color and wonder found in the world around us. Today's act is one such person, an artist who seemingly has no understanding of the word stop. An artist who truly personifies the old, you need to hear it for yourself idiom we so commonly use. She is desperately in love with her audience, and I, for one, am desperate in love with her ability to speak to them as adults. And thankfully, she manages to share it in two of the world's largest languages, Spanish and English, so that even more people get to be cradled in the colour she brings. She is Twinkle Time, and she joins me all the way from California State. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and is. do do I just call you Twinkle or do I call you Twinkle Time? Is it is it like a hyphen name or is Time your last name? Because my <laughs> last name's Time as well, Benny Time. So there you go. That's my last name. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twinkle is just fine. Yeah, that was okay, such well, a great like intro. I love that. <laughs> you oh, need to write my press releases. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's my pleasure. It's really, it's really, um, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously get more in depth, in, in depth into it as we go along, but it, it is an album, particularly the, the latest album, which I know is a year and a half old now, uh, old yeah. now, but it's, um, it's such a joy to listen to. One thing I have, I, I, I don't know where I have this question. It's somewhere in my complicated, sophisticated, um, filing system here in this word doc but there's this moment where i listen to the album i think just on the computer speakers doing things around the house and then i and then just last night i sat and listened to it with headphones on and it is just such a crisp album it is so clear and punchy and poppy and and i mean pop in a beautiful way not not a not the way Thank it you. was maybe 20 years ago but now it's all very cool right. and hip to be pop um, exactly yeah it's 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 amazing the sound is incredible how how i mean pretty silly question but how proud are you of it i mean it, it was is it everything you wanted it to be yeah it is. I'm. It's the album that I'm most proud of because it's so me from messaging to sound to the artwork to all the videos that went into it. You know, once we released songs, I also released videos in both English and Spanish. Um, and I, I, I love the album. I, I, I really do. And so I'm having fun. Thankfully, now we are able to to tour the album technically, you know, like doing shows. Um, we weren't able to do that. That's kind of why I didn't release an album in 2020, just because 
there was this uncertainty of, well, when do we get to go out mm. on tour? And so um, that was really hard. And I thankfully in September of 20, was it in 21? That's when I released wow. it and was able to, you know, kind of tour it this past, you know, in 22. And, um, and I just, some of my favorite songs, love and it's okay to be me are uh, on that. And that's kind of everything that I'm about, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I look like I hear it. I mean, I, I, I sort of don't, I don't, it sounds like I pluck words out of nowhere when I write my intros, but, but they are, but they are considered. I do, I do write what I hear and what I, what I feel is there. And I think, and I think that is, that's in you. I think that's in the music. I'm particularly with the live. I, a lot of people sort of looked at COVID in that time, which obviously you address in this album, you talk about, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people looked at it as a bit of a time of reflection and they sort of became quite internal and, and a lot of people created work in that time. But watching the live performances of, of you performing with your band, there is a sense that I think you would really struggle without being able to connect it physically with an audience I think I think that's Ugh. as important it is to you as as it is making it in the first place is and so I guess when you're writing an album particularly under the duress of going oh my god when am I ever actually going to go back out on the road um right. how considered how considered the live performance for you just in general when you are when you are writing an album or putting one together um like, do I consider when I'm writing music, you mean, or so like, just... do, you, do you go, like, is it, some people just go studio done, that's what I'm doing. And then some people oh, go, no. and then, and then they go, okay, now I'm going to the road. How do I take it onto the road? Or I feel like you, you can't do one without no, considering. The other. Exactly. It's all together. I, there's a lot of artists that just release like quote unquote studio albums mm-hmm. and they don't, they're not touring artists per se. They have other things that they do, but I consider myself a true independent recording artist that tours. That's how I make my livelihood. That's my livelihood. And so I, that's all I do. I don't do anything else. So it really was a very challenging time for me, um, during the, the lockdown, um, for, to not be able to express myself on stage and mm. to be able to sing my songs, to make a living, to connect with the kids and to watch them grow. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what do we do? So it was, um, I, and so, you know, like, obviously there was a moment where you're just like, oh, is this ever going to end? You're freaking mm. out. You're like, like, am I going to perform in my bedroom for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> am I never going to be able to go to these amazing places that were on the schedule for 2020, like that Mm. had been booked a year to two, three years ahead of time. So it was really difficult, but I, I don't know, like, I feel like it as hard as it was, I, I am one of those workaholic type of people. Like I'm constantly doing stuff. I get that. I definitely pick up on that. (laughs) That's, that's when you that's, said she doesn't understand the word stop. I was yeah, like, there's, yep. a, there's a fairly just so you know, I've that comes through loud and clear and, and on, on okay. Google search. <laughs> <laughs>
was just like, I think extra creative and um, it, with whether it was doing a daily live stream, whether it was writing, whether it was uh, creating, you know, the, the concepts for music videos and trying to figure out how we were going to do them when you weren't able to like go places yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, all of them, all of those were challenging and, uh, but I learned so much, you know? So, um, I think I, I would tell the kids too, and I love, like, I love connecting with, the people that come to my shows, I, you know, yes, people, some people call them fans or followers. I, they're part of my family and they, um, I've watched families like little kids from the time they're two. I have somebody that still follows me and she's in her tweens, you know? So it's like, they're hardcore. They're dedicated. They've grown up with me. They listen to the messages and, um, we, we become friends so it's um yeah. I was gonna say because because in that period where you're not touring, there's not not a risk, but you can hit the road again and just find a whole new audience because it's been a year and a half, two years, right? And like yeah, four year olds become six year olds and aren't listening anymore, and two year olds become four year olds. Not not particularly with your music. I th- I think yours is expand. You know, spans a much greater age range than that. But you know, your average children's artist has a two-year break forced upon them and come out and there's just a whole new swag of people they, they're not familiar with and trying to sort of reestablish those relationships. Um, yeah. Did you find that having to reestablish or did you just walk out and go, oh, my God, I'm home. I'm back again. I'm back. Both. So the ver- I won't forget, it was June 5th, um, 2021, was when they're like, we can now do outdoor performances um so it was like a year and a half and that show gave myself um dj dallas who co-writes with me and produces all the music um and he runs my sound when we're live touring um and my musicians it gave us all goosebumps and Mm -hmm. like everyone was so emotional like not just me and my band but the audience because it was some of these kids, because now they're like, they maybe they were babies that were born in this. So it's like their first time seeing something live mm-hmm. and and the parents seeing them dance and move or just people who were like, I can't believe we didn't have any live entertainment for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So everybody was teary eyed in tears. You could feel it was like unexplainable magic. It was amazing. Like, I'll never forget the moment. Like we all like the whole time were like, are you feeling this? And my drummer was like, I'm not crying. <laughs> so it was really crying, magical, but yeah, he's like, you're crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> but on the flip side, yes. You know, like on, on a, like every time you perform, it's like every year there's like a new crop of kids. It's like going to school, right? Like, especially when it's like little ones, like when you have, like, I, again, I do audiences that vary, you know, like I, I call myself more like a family artist, but when you are performing the little ones, you know, they're, you know, with their moms until a certain time, then they go to school. Right. But like, this was really hard because, um, from, cause I do all my bookings and stuff. So as a person that is reaching out and who has built an established many years of networking and people that, you know, book me and the promoters and the event coordinators or whatever, 
they were all either furloughed or got new jobs. They left, mm. you know, the state, they went elsewhere. So in a sense, it was like, re, like, like restarting all over again. Um, and so that, that can be difficult too. It's like, you're, you know, just repitching and re like, you know, just, this is who I am. So it's like, there was uh, there. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that. And then there was just a lot of people that all of a sudden, when things were able to open up, people then just started calling like, come and perform for us, you know? So it, it was half and half, I would say. One egg open, smell the yummy bacon, sun peeks through. Now I'm waking, birds tripping, stretching and yawning. Wiggle my toes, gets my body up and shaking. Fix my pillow, straighten my bed spread. A new day's up ahead. Won't hide it, I get excited when I hear my daddy say. Good morning, rise Your career, you're one of those uh, performers that I at, I have to actually physically at some point stop researching because <laughs> it, it just and, and it sort of sounds funny but it just becomes too much and you don't know where you want it like you know I kind of try to make a habit I, I assume everything I sort of have this belief that everything you've done or are doing or have done previously you know it all it all feeds into the things you're doing that bring us together and talk about it um but there was just a lot. There's there's a lot in your history. There's a lot in your world, which is great. It's beautiful. But I did have to go. Okay, let's let's go not too obsessed with that. Let's just stick to the thing. But there was one thing I kind of wanted to bring up with you, just just because I think there's something about it that I feel might have been quite informative. And that and that's and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was that show you were on as a youngster, the Bel Air. Um, that oh, but that that was like there was something quite big about that because it was like one of the first spanish speaking shows on american television or something is that correct yes so um wow you take to your research <laughs> um i was lucky enough to be part of a sitcom that lasted um first season and back then seasons weren't seven episodes it was like a full 26 you know yeah, yeah. um like yeah. um we so, six episodes a week yeah no it was like you know old school um and we had a famous like he was a teeny bopper famous guy bobby sherman who you know we would perf we would tape in front of live audiences and people would be screaming his name and I was like why are they screaming for you Bobby I had no idea he was like this huge superstar uh, but it was um the first family-based sitcom on a Latin family and mm. so um and that there actually there was I think there was another one so I might take that back there was another one way before ours, but one that had, you know, ran a little bit longer. But what was made it also kind of groundbreaking was uh, Screen Actors Guild. Um, we set a precedence for cable TV because cable TV was really new at the time. And they, you know, cable TV was only like um, doing reruns of the things that they were acquiring. And I, we were like the first original programming with a, a cable network and they didn't know how to work rates out for the actors and the producers and all this. So it was our producers, April Kelly and Dave Hackle, who have like a long history themselves in TV land who created, so there's something in Screen Actors Guild called the Sanchez Law. And that oh. was from our TV show, Sanchez of Bel-Air. 
Well, the reason which was that... before Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. And they actually filmed on our stage and used some of our sets. So that's really? a little fun. Yeah, fact. great. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's very cool. <laughs> the reason I ask that is is a because it's just quite fascinating, but also. I, I, I feel, even though you may not have been conscious of it at the time, I guess when you, when you are, even if you're on the peripheral of something that really is kind of a bit of a defining moment for, a, for a group of people or an industry or something like that, I guess you can't help but be around people that are always willing to, to stand up for the things that they think are really important and really fight for the things that they think are important and really push for things. And even though you may not have been totally conscious of it at the time, you would have been around people that are like, we believe in this thing and it has been hard, but we're working hard to get it done. And the reason why I wanted to bring up that particular thing, because it kind of feels like that's a lot of who you are now. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. whether you know it or not, it's almost like that's what you do musically. It's what you do with the bilingual um, approach. It's like there's an element of you that's like it's I accept to do the things that are really important to me are just their, their work, their hard work. There's, there's, there isn't a no, there's just a, how do I get to the place I need to go and how do I need to work there? And I guess, um, a very strenuous link between being exposed <laughs> to something like that. I mean, have you, have you found your just whole career? Have, have you been around people that have always inspired you to just really go, no, 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 there is no, there's, there isn't a no here. There's just, how do I get there and how do I make it? work okay so first of all uh, you must be psychic or very intuitive (laughs) because you hit it right on the nose um i have not had it easy ever in the entertainment industry because i've you know done acting singing you know been a recording artist on major labels and and now as an indie artist it's always been difficult for me Mm -hmm. um my parents and my grandparents are the ones who always said I could do whatever I set my mind to. So they gave me at a very young age that support and that confidence that no matter what you can accomplish. And that and, and my parents and my grandparents were teachers. My grandparents were teachers. My grandparents, my parents are still teachers. They weren't a part of show business, but they said you're going to hear probably so many no's, mm-hmm. and you just have to keep busting those doors open and you have to just believe in yourself. And yes, at an early age, um, I was surrounded by so many people from being on sets and being, I think when you're a kid performer, like, Mm -hmm. yes, you're a kid and you're still going to school and you have your friends and you have like that life. But when you're on set, you're an instant adult and you know, like I can, walk into any space. I think that's like my superpower maybe and read the room and figure everybody out just from looking Mm. at them. Cause as a kid, that's what you have to do. You know, Mm. like maybe you don't have the words to express, but what I saw is um, I'm Peruvian American. I'm first generation. Um, My dad is Romanian and, um, and my mom is 100% uh, Peruvian. And what was interesting in the world of showbiz, I never fit into a box because let's face it, 
everybody, no matter as much as you don't want to be placed in a box, they place you in a box. Yeah. And I was never able to, you weren't Caucasian enough, you weren't Hispanic enough, I didn't look a certain way. Um, so I was always going out for roles that were of ethnicity, open ethnicity or yeah, the best sure. friend, you know. And um, thankfully, like music was always my first love. I started off in theater and doing music that I'm like, when it found when it became acting became just so like oh my god I'm not fit like everyone would be like oh my god you're so good we just don't know how to market you or what to do I was like I'm just gonna go into singing because at least you you have to sing and you can express yourself in your own way mm -hmm. but then that comes with other other things that mm -hmm. you know uh are you know challenging as well um so does she fit this market you know oh why mm -hmm. is she singing this type of music so going into the independent kindy family scene um, was very difficult for me. And sometimes it's still challenging, even though people are like, oh my God, you know, um, and people are always asking me questions and wanting to, you know, pick my brain. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I am just doing what I know how to do. And not everybody's accepted it. Not the audience, the audience has accepted it. It's the people that, you know, the gatekeepers or the decision makers, um, because maybe I'm too pop or I've heard too flamboyant or what, you know, like mm. they, and they're not giving my music a chance or have maybe haven't seen me actually do my thing live. Mm. And so there's always, and, and again, I always have to tell myself, it's always somebody's opinion. And obviously you're not going to be able to please everybody that you come across they're not always gonna love pop music maybe they they're into something else but um so yeah so I think I've always been around um strong people I've watched I, I've been in the rooms when people make decisions I've had the fortunate opportunity to when I was in my girl band days to work alongside of Bob Cavallo who was Prince's manager, who was the president of our record company and mm. see how he worked and, and sit because I didn't go to college being in my girl band signed to Hollywood and Disney records that that was my college. I got to sit and just kind of be like a fly on the wall and watch how marketing worked and how this worked and, and, and see how they would fight for artists or fight for something that they believe in. Um, so yeah, so yeah, and I guess I guess you got to witness the reality of it, isn't it? Because I think everything with the entertainment um, world, if that's what we call it, um, you know, you, you you tend to go and study it somewhere because you kind of feel that's an obvious step towards a career. Um, but nine times out of ten, the thing you learnt when you get on a set or when you, you know, find yourself doing record contracts or anything, you're going, this is really not like how they taught me. Oh, it's no, it's, cool, so. it's all smoke and mirrors, you mm. know, like it's, it's, um, it's show, <laughs> but it's majorly business. Like 97% is the business and the 3% is part that you get to express and do what it is that you love yeah. but if you don't know about the business you know um it you're gonna get screwed you're gonna you're there's so many things that can happen so you have to really know the business side of mm. everything and i i'm so thankful that i had the opportunities um that um you know 
with things that I put together myself or, you know, just, and, and, and uh, like being in those moments. And I was always, you know, some, some people like might not have been me because there was people in my girl band that they're like, I just wanted to perform. I didn't know that there was all this other things that you had to learn, but I was the person that wanted to learn the business side because I wanted to be knowledgeable, which I think has helped me in what I do now, because I don't have an agent. I agent myself. I don't have a publicist. I, you know, I PR myself. I'm able to do, I'm able to negotiate. I'm able to do all those things that maybe other people just, um, are, don't know how to do. Cause they, yeah. you know, yeah, you go, you can go to school and learn and get a music degree and, you know, you know, do it that way or be a dancer or, you know, study and get an acting or theater diploma, but it's not the, it's not the real world. You know, it, it doesn't, they don't teach you and they don't prepare you for what actually happens. just no keeping me stuck in that box. I've just gotta be free. You criticize and expect me to stop. Something you don't know is me. Amazing answer. So I'm really, I'm really, really <laughs> very happy that I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy that I uh, I delved all the way back to um to to the show. <laughs> so that, that was that was excellent. I could just hear someone in the background just going, "You've got to talk about the music at some point." Go, oh yeah, okay, yeah, the music. Uh... music that's right. Um, so let's so let's talk about the music. That was amazing, though. That was great. Yeah. I, could, I could have actually generally listened to that all day. And look, and it makes total sense to me. I think I think we um uh. I think sometimes we give a lot of credit to the people that are very direct with their teaching. Like, you know, we, we often talk about people that will sit us down and go, you can be whoever you want. You've got to believe in yourself and things like that as children. And obviously that's incredibly important. As you've mentioned, your family were quite important in that, in that regard. But I don't think we often give a, give enough credit to the people that we just surround ourselves in. And that can also be quite, mm -hmm. that could be negative. You know, that doesn't always equate to be positivity, but, you know, we tend to focus in on the people that gave us those direct eye-to-eye -eye contact lines that we sort of walked away with. But then just to be in the room with people that are just showing you this is how you live and this is how you can mm -hmm. live when you believe yeah. in the thing that you're making. And I don't need to tell you because I'm over here just doing it and you're watching me construct it and you're watching me go against those brick walls and you're watching me create this thing. And you're also watching the heartache of doing this amazing thing that does then get cancelled after a year. Oh um, yeah, you know, but but you are but you you are witnessing. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's the same deal. Yeah, they've made a quite a decent life out of performance and everything, or a wonderful life. And we're talking about our children, and and I, I sort of commented that one of the greatest things to, about about the arts in general, and I use it as quite a blanket cover a word, is to show that your children that there is a life to be made out of it. And I think mm -hmm. that's the thing. I think, you know, often that the fear that is instilled in us is, but it's, it's a hard life. It's, you, you, it's, you never know where your next food's, you know, your meal's coming from, you know, it's blah, 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 all these things. So have a backup, have a backup, have a backup. Whereas I think, you know, again, it's one thing to say, you can do this, you can do this, but to actually just show our children 
that there is a life you're doing it's a it. lovely life yeah. and it's comfortable and yeah, we work hard, but everyone works hard. You work hard yeah. and, and there is a life, you know, and, and you can exist yeah. from it. So it's a, it's a viable decision. Um, okay. Enough. Let's actually talk about it. <laughs> so, okay. okay. <laughs> Um, and again, my first question has nothing to do with music. There's this really great line okay. on your, there's this really beautiful line off your first album where you say, um, some say less is more, but I say more, 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 more. And coupled with your self-confessed, um, I bring all the weirdness, I bring the weirdness in all its glory. Is this, <laughs> is this, cause it is, it's through it all. It's all through the music and it's amazing and it's great is this twinkle time or is this you it's me <laughs> it kind of got, that was a bit of one of those defunct questions i kind of knew what the answer was a bit rhetorical but anyway explain uh, to me why you bring all the weirdness <laughs> so i mean i i wave my dorky flag loud and proud i have never followed anybody i've never followed trends I've always been like I tell everybody, be the flamingo uh, in a flock of seagulls, and um, I, and yeah, in school, did I get made fun of? Yeah, like people would be like, "What?" Like at first, they'd be like making fun, like "What is she wearing?" And they'd be really rude and mean. And then after a while, it was like, "Well, only she can pull that off." You know? <laughs> like it, like, and then when they got to know me, so it's like I think people just because I have the orange hair on stage, I feel like that's kind of like, again, I go back to that superhero kind of like, mm. it's like my, you know, when kids walk around with like a baby blanket, um, it's, it's their safety net. Like, I feel like having the orange hair is like my safety net because if you, if you know me and or knew me from way back when I've always been really shy and quiet mm. and not, but my, being on stage was like my imaginary world. And I like, just when the lights went down, I was like, oh, I could just be whatever, you know? And so like the orange hair is like another extension of me, but how I dress on and off is the same, except a little bit, you know, a little bit heightened <laughs> for, for a stage. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm crazy, wacky, um, I, I'm just one of those artsy, creative people. And um, I feel like as an artist, it's not just about your music. It's not mm -hmm. just about what you write. It's like everything, you know, fashion is a form of expression. You know, how you perform is a form of, you know, artistry, you know, so it's just like everything that I love and who I am just all meshed into one and then exploding on stage. <laughs> I know the stage shows. Or in my stage, music. Yeah, the stage <laughs> shows just, I mean, some of the clips that I was watching, I was going, oh my Lord, they just seem like, you know, it's it's like someone just opens the door and lets the rainbow in and then just, and then the rainbow doesn't sit there and look beautiful. It explodes within itself. And then just, it's yeah. like this, it's just this, it's like very controlled, wonderful chaos, but it's almost like it's on the brink of just becoming a dance party that has nothing to do with you anymore. It's just everybody on stage going nuts, just, I don't know, like they're really, they're really, there's a lot of energy on your stage shows. I mean, again, yeah. is that, is that you bringing the weirdness or is that 
the music? Is that just too in family music? Is that what you think is, is that what you feel is missing? I think that's what I always felt was missing. That's why I got into it. Cause I mm. was teaching. So after my girl band days was over, I had many side hustles. Um, while I was, I, I went back into auditioning and I, and my, my manager and my acting teacher, they're like, you need to create your own thing. And I, I really, at the time didn't know what that was going to be. But when this epiphany moment came to me, this aha moment that I like, cause I was teaching kids singing, dancing, musical theater all over Los Angeles, like all ages, like two to teenagers, but really fell in love with little ones. Um, and I was like listening to what they wanted to listen to. And I was like, I felt like there was something missing. And I was like, ah, I think I could do that. Cause I, I, I ended up loving teaching. I ended up loving working with kids that I was like, let me see if I can do this. I didn't know I was just starting to write lyrics and, and then just one thing came after the other. And like I said, I just meshed everything and it is a dance party. Cause I feel like entertainment is an escapism, you know, like it's, but the cool thing about my show is it's like, it's an escapism for everybody, escapism for everybody, but also like it's teaching inspirational messages through music where they're not even thinking that they're learning anything, but it's just, it just is, it's just in the room and it's not just for kids. It's messages that maybe we as bigger kids have forgotten that, you know, like it's nice to be, you know, reminded of these, you know, um, lifelong messages that you can take with you for, for your life, your whole life. There's an element to your music, particularly, I think particularly this album, it feels like, um, like I don't, I don't think music has altered hugely in the last four albums, which is I think 15 odd years. Um, but I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely more, I feel it's more sophisticated, this latest album, just in terms of the production mm-hmm. side yeah. of things. But but it really, it, it really, this album in particular walks a very fine line between you could just tweak some of the words and you've really just got an album for adults. Like, which, which is, mm. which what I do love about that, I have this particular theory about children's music where we tend to, you can tell, you can say anything to a child as long as you say it in a way that a child understands and you use the sensibilities, but you don't need to adjust the music. You just, I mean, it's one of the reasons why kids love Yellow Submarine because it's, it's a beautifully, amazingly written song song and it's about a guy in a yellow submarine i mean that's that's pretty they can get that 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 makes total sense and i think your music walks that beautiful line of you know i was listening to it just thinking and then again when i put the headphones on i kind of was just gone to this whole new layer i was just was like you know you could just change some of the context of this stuff and all of a sudden i've got an album i put on with my friends yeah. At 2 a.m. when we get home from the club, you know, like, because, you know, no, hey, I, I go mean... to so many clubs. <laughs> no, I just tell? feel like, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's kind of like the whole point was um, I I don't have kids of my own. 
Um, but all of my friends, um, when they start having kids or they have children, they also have to listen to the music over and over and over and over again. Cause the little one's going to be like, mom, I want to hear that again. And so I'm like, I don't want it just to be for the kids because in the reality, the music that we do is like the first time that kids are listening to music. It's an introduction that the whole family gets to listen to in the car. So mm-hmm. we're really like these kids first introduction to music, but it's a family event because then they, you know, when they become teenagers, they listen to their own and everybody kind of has their own, you know, Spotify playlists, you know, so to speak. So it's like, they're always going to have these memories. So I'm like of listening Mm. to their kid artists. Right. Mm. And so I'm like, but I want it to be cool for the older sibling that is like, oh, okay, like, do I have to listen to the song again? But I want them to be like, okay, I'll sing this song. And I, I want the parents <laughs> to sing it. So it's like, you know, the whole yeah. family, the whole familia. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's there. Um, One thing about this album, because it does, it is the, the difference between this one and, and I think the first, the, the other three or the first three is, the first three, I guess, uh contextually a little bit more children's like made in America's got like ABC on a just dance has mm-hmm. the manners song and the planet song. Like there's a, there's an element of wanting to hand over what one would consider that traditional schooling knowledge kind of thing. But this, this latest, this album feels like it's a little bit more of a humanitarian hug, so to speak over the whole mm. audience. It's less, you're sort of, um, less handing over direct messages, but but rather sharing feelings that are kind of the mm-hmm. messaging. And I wonder, um, it, it's because if if we if we do put it against the benchmark of COVID, which it's really hard not to. I think any artist in the, who's been through the last three years, it's hard to separate any work that's been made over that oh, time yeah. from COVID. But one thing COVID did do is it kind of, you know, it we got to sort of see the worst of humans. Humanity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we also got to see the best of it. You know, we, we, oh, we yeah. kind of saw the total polar opposites. Um, and I sort of thought about that. Then I went back and looked at the album you know, things like the gatekeeper, which you've, you've spoken about and, and, you know, the links got to roll the punches and let's keep, keep it moving and the mask it up and things. And I wonder from your heart and you can be honest, um, <laughs> cause I assume you've been lying to me up until now, now um, <laughs> which one was this album for you coming from? Is it coming from the celebration of the best or is it coming from a concern of the worst? No. So I always look at everything with rose colored glasses. And like I mentioned earlier was, it was so extremely challenging, so extremely challenging. So for me, it was like, how do you roll with the punches? How do you make, you know, lemonade out of super gross, sour lemons and what, and how you mentioned that people did see the best and the worst of humanity. What I experienced when my world just like fell um, and also DJ Dallas, like, like we're together. So it's like, it wasn't like, oh, you know, twinkle. And then there's somebody stable with, you know, a stability. It's like, we're both doing this together and we both lost everything. Mm -hmm. And we had 
neighbors that didn't even know who we are, like they had seen us come and go, yeah. knock on our door to make sure we were okay, bringing us groceries because yeah. they know we lost our livelihood. Then I had like, um, oh, this might make me cry. Um, I call her librarian Kathy, so I'm sure she'll tune in when she listens to this. <laughs> I had only met her two times like in Northern California. She tuned into my live stream every day and she would send me like an envelope with stuff. And it just mm. brought me to tears just because I was just like, I didn't know her. Yeah. And here are people reaching out to me or what's your Venmo? And I'm like, I will forever be grateful to those people. I can't even mm. believe I'm crying. <laughs> that's that's how bad it was yeah and so it came from sorry it came okay. from your love it, and as, passion as, that i learned yeah sorry <laughs> no not at all i mean and then that's that's good because as i said you know at the start of that question you know this this feels like a humanitarian hub you're like a this barbara album. walters right now <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I think that's the first time I've ever, ever been referenced to to her. So I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. I'm gonna put that on my, on my on my website. <laughs> I think that's the thing about this album and I think this is what makes it so special and I think that's the other thing like musically I keep saying let's talk about the music and we never get there so I'm now officially <laughs> going to talk about I'm actually okay, going to talk about the music now so we start off with these songs that are quite up and they're strong and they're big I mean obviously it's okay to be me is this more no doubt kind of grungy version of that song that you did four years ago and it's a it, and yeah. it sort of establishes where you are now I think the delivery as well it was much more not teachery but character back then whereas now yeah. i feel like you're really like going no this is who twinkle time is but the album as we start rolling through the songs it just becomes this this it's like um it, it, it's and it's not the greatest description but it's the one that means something to me it, yeah it's like holding warm custard it, i feel like it just it just runs over me and keeps me warm and it just feels amazing and it's just really warm and it's so but it's still got those really poppy, beautiful elements. And it's so, there's such clarity in the production. So talking about the music and leaving all the, um, all the emotional stuff to one side, how do you go? <laughs> how did this on this particular, how did this go about happening? Was it the two of you sitting in your room, creating the music? Do you take finished things? How does it work for you? So I do not write music. Um, that is 100% Dallas, but what I, I do lyrics and, um, but I will be like, I need it to sound like, I want it to sound like this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and try to explain to him like what, what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And 
then he's like the little mad scientist that goes into his room and just starts creating the sound and and he's like a perfectionist. So like that's it i love that like um and he'll be like oh no 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 and like we'll like record let's say like quote unquote like a demo version of it right and then um then he'll start tweaking and then he was like oh i scratched that whole the whole, all the music i was like but why it was so good <laughs> and then he's like we're gonna do it like this i was like no no and there, there are times where i'll be like i'll put my foot down be like no no the yeah. first way was was it right like yeah i could see that so like you know um but he he's quite the what quite quite the perfectionist when when it's it, the music and the production aspect of it um but that's kind of like how we work so like i'll write like a poem or you know lyrics mm. and then we'll come together and or sometimes he you know sometimes he'll be like oh i have this track you know like that i've been working on and you know and sometimes it's not for me sometimes you know it just sits or maybe it will be, you know, yeah. a couple of years from now. But so that's kind of, you know, how how we do it. Um, and for me, it's I always I do. Maybe this was a question that you asked. Like I, I always want to make sure there's songs that I can perform in my show. Mm -hmm. So like my show has to always be, you know, up. And because I'm a dancer, so um, I I, I want to always have that. And yes, like I love a good ballad I love a good mid-tempo but I don't usually get the chance to sing those in my show yeah. um maybe one day like I'm starting to do a lot more theater shows so maybe one day I'll break out and to do like that big powerhouse ballad mm -hmm. but um but yeah so that's kind of how that um the album you, came you, about you have a live band on stage that's the other thing too do I, you have playbacks or is it really just the, the so three it just it depends. It depends, as you know, like on budgets. So like if it's a smaller budget, it's myself with two dancers so, and then I'm performing live to track. But if, you know, there's budgets and I can, mm. you know, bring my whole band with dancers, which is, of course, that's like the best. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, so and then I've done stuff acoustically or just myself, you know. Because that's quite, that's, yeah. that's seeing you doing it live with the band, like obviously from a, 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 a financial perspective, if the budget's there, but I mean, that's also quite heartening to know that if you have the budget, you'd rather do it with the live players, because the thing about the album and your music is, is it, it is quite complex. There's a lot of sounds going on in there. And I would imagine mm -hmm. it would be hard to try to, how do you sacrifice? What do you, how do you present that with essentially three players? Um Yeah. But, but but is it is it more? I mean, I guess is it just more thrilling for you to have the live players there? Is it does it make for a different show for you? Like oh, like if you have live oh, players compared to pressing play, it's so much more like like that oomph, that grit, the you know when my guitar player can just riff and do his, you know, his ad libs and then the drums are like, yeah. you know, like, and then at the end of a song, we can do our breaks yeah, and our yeah, hits yeah. and, oh man, like then it's just, <laughs> it takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the, um, with, with, with this album and each, each song has like a little small link 
after this song, which kind of yeah. is a gentle reference to the bit before it, a good example is No Boxes, No Labels coming just after Gatekeeper, which I didn't mm. realise till you just talking about gatekeepers and the people that, you know, tell you who you need to be. So that makes sense. Was that was that you just feeling it's nice to put a little bit of a cherry on the message or is it something you'd planned on doing for a while or is it? I hadn't planned on it. So um, how that kind of came about was um, during the pandemic, I, again, out of creativity and not having shows and not having a busy schedule, I started um, hosting my own radio show that was on mm. Jump 103.5, and I freaking loved it. You know, I loved um, putting together, you know, the lineup, and then I never had a script. I would just kind of go off the cuff and and go into something, or if I thought of something at that particular moment, and then just kind of go in. So when I was putting... And so I would get messages from parents or librarians and they were like, oh, that was such a, that was such a good show, like good fun music. But I loved when you talked about this, right? right. Or I loved when you said this, it really resonated with me. And so when I put the album together and I was like, I was like putting it in the order that I wanted it to be the album. And I was listening back to it. And of course I had just been doing two years of a radio show that I was like, I wonder, you know, like what I could do to like, maybe to, you know, uh, to fill in the gaps and maybe kind of tell a little bit about what that song meant to me or why mm-hmm. I wrote that song or the, the mess, the, you know, cause sometimes people might hear uh, gatekeepers and be like, well, what is she really talking about? Yeah. But then the, the no boxes, no labels. It's like really like, that's that's what I meant when I was trying to write the song. Many times there will be people and situations that will try to keep you from moving forward and accomplishing your dreams, but never let anyone put you in a box with a label. Break open that box with confetti, glitter, and all, and never let anyone dim your light. Just shine extra bright. So I, I literally you know, put uh, the mic on, put record and didn't have anything really that I wanted to say. There was no scripted moment. So I was just, I would listen to the song and then I would then just speak and then whatever came out, came out. And Mm. so I was like, oh, I like that, you know? And so I just put them, you know, in order and also decided to do it in Spanish as well. So. Mm. Well, there is something quite it's 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 not like it's a particularly new idea like it's 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 yeah. it's something that people do do but there was something there's something quite and I'm glad you said you sort of didn't script it because it felt like not that it felt unscripted but it felt um it felt like we just captured you for a moment as opposed to mm. had you you know, I think it was too scripted and too, you know, you run the risk of being a little bit, not not contrived, but you, you become a bit precious about what you say and sometimes the, the authenticity is lost. And I think the authenticity is there in those little those little moments. Um, I guess the other thing too is you're not playing live where you normally get to express all of that stuff. I mean, you, you released this in yeah. 2021, really right in the thick of it all. Yeah, you normally would have an audience and be able to sing Gatekeeper and go, you know, I love, I love that song because, 
Right. You don't have that. Right. All of a sudden that's gone. I, 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 I didn't have that. And I was just obviously doing music videos. So it was, um, yeah. It, and I, I actually, I really, had I not done almost two years of a radio show, I don't think I would have done that mm. little element, mm. you know, like, so, you know, I, I don't know if that's something that I'll keep doing, but in that moment, that's where I was in that moment. Something that we've never seen We can do a lot individually But nothing feels better than knowing we got to together just a couple more songs because it is we are creeping up to the yeah. hour. Um, a couple okay. more songs, I said. A couple more questions <laughs> is what I meant. That's okay. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> so the your your like obviously there's a lot of stuff going on. There's there's an enormous amount of things that you do to. I'm a, I, I at first thought I kind of had this thing. I was thinking I wonder if it's you just being also being just supreme at the hustle but then i guess at the end of the day i feel like you've just got lots of stuff you want to you want to i don't think say but you you know your, your heart's in a lot of different places and you want to make sure it gets fed and does all the things it gets to do um within that beast where is twinkle time is it is it becoming more of a focus or is it still just part of a beautiful bigger tapestry or what where is it for you oh man um I, I like, I never in a million years thought I would be doing music for kids, but when mm -hmm. I discovered it and when it started growing, I literally was like, this is what I'm going to do. And so I literally stopped everything else I was doing and just concentrated on this. Yes. I have tried pitching to networks for a TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's only two networks there's disney and nickelodeon and mm -hmm. and they know who i am i was signed to disney um and you know for whatever reason certain things that like maybe had presented itself didn't happen but um i think right now the market's open you know the, that's when i like was like kind of like a couple years into twinkle time but now like there's so many things that we can do on our own that mm -hmm. we don't necessarily, yes, if you want the big budgets or whatever, but you can create a lot of stuff on your own. And, and if it's done well and the eyeballs are on it, you can, you know, maybe be in that position where you don't need mm -hmm. a Disney and a Nickelodeon. So, I mean, obviously that's like the, the goal and the big dream, but I've, you know, started, you know, uh, since, you know, the pandemic also another opportunity came where I got to produce um, some series of bite-sized like little shorts for PBS um, here in the States um, and, and be as Twinkle Time too, but with like an educational component. So just doing lots of other, you know, other projects, but I, I still, I would love to continue and to tour the world and I mean, it'd be amazing to do like an arena tour. I'll just put it out there <laughs> some way, somehow, right? <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. Well, you could probably do an arena tour in Australia because we seem obsessed with building arenas that we don't have enough people to fill. I know that doesn't like sell the point to you that much coming to an arena that's <laughs> empty, but we seem to just keep building them. And despite I love it, really having I enough love money for them, we're going to go to the. <laughs> 
Well, look, I think I think that kind of I think that might bring us neatly to a bit of an end here. Um miss time. Um <laughs> Thank you very much for chatting with us. And look, as I say at the end of sort of all the po- podcasts, thank you so much for the music. I mean, I think that that's that's why we're here. Um, and yes, your time is valuable and we appreciate it. But, you know, it's not as, it's what we appreciate about you as the music and, and the effort you put into creating what you create. And Australia doesn't necessarily have a family genre i'm sort of working on it because i I feel like it's it's a it it bridges a lot of gaps but um you know it's a really it's a really important aspect of of family music and children's music and you know what you do in that space is beautiful it's a really beautiful album the last six tracks just i don't know i just it's it's feet up with the sun warming my toes as I hang them over the edge of a deck chair I mean it was just it's just good it's really beautiful well-made music you know and um and it was a pleasure to get to know it and it was a pleasure to find out more about it even though in that hour it was really just the last five minutes we talked about music the rest of it we seemed to focus (laughs) quite heavily on the show you did (laughs) all those years ago but um that's uh, that's okay it's fun and you know, it's it's hard because it's like, you know, when you're like, oh, that was such a good album. It's it's a great album. And now you're like, oh, now I have to follow up with more music. <laughs> it's pressure's yeah. on. <laughs> my, my, last, my last album would, I guess, arguably would be my most accomplished. And people are like, you know, when's the next one? You're going, it's going to be nothing like that one because uh, I'm not even going to try. Like the next album yeah, is just going to be an hour and a half of a lawnmower because I can't even compete with the with the one I just made, so I'm just not even going to bother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for taking your time. I appreciate it from all the way thank over you. there, and um, yeah, it's it's been great to get to know you, and thank you again. Oh, thank you for having me, and and you are now coined the like Barbara Walters. <laughs> It's going to be a t-shirt in that. Surely I can get a t-shirt made up. If you'd like to know more about Twinkle Time, then head along to her website at www.twinkletimeandfriends.com. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny. <laughs>